of fortune. If we can get him and carry him about from town to town as a show, we must buy him. So they went up to the woodman and asked him what he would take for the little man. He will be better off, said they, with us than with you. I won't sell him at all, said the father. My own flesh and blood is dearer to me than all the silver and gold in the world. But Tom, hearing of the bargain they wanted to make, crept up his father's coat to his shoulder and whispered in his ear, Take the money, father, and let them have me. I'll soon come back to you. So the woodman at last said he would sell Tom to the strangers for a large piece of gold, and they paid the price. Where would you like to sit? said one of them. Oh, put me on the rim of your hat. That will be a nice gallery for me. I can walk about there and see the country as we go along. So they did as he wished, and when Tom had taken leave of his father, they took him away with them. They journeyed on till it began to be dusky, and then the little man said, Let me get down, I'm tired. So the man took off his hat and put him down on a clod of earth in a ploughed field by the side of the road. But Tom ran about amongst the furrows and at last slipped into an old mouse hole. Good night, my masters, said he. I'm off. Mind and look sharp after me the next time. Then they ran at once to the place and poked the ends of their sticks into the mouse hole, but all in vain. Tom only crawled farther and farther in, and at last it became quite dark, so that they were forced to go their way without their prize, as sulky as could be. When Tom found they were gone, he came out of his hiding place. What dangerous walking it is, said he, in this ploughed field. If I were to fall from one of these great clods, I should undoubtedly break my neck. At last, by good luck, he found a large empty snail shell. This is lucky, said he. I can sleep here very well. And in he crept. Just as he was falling asleep, he heard two men passing by, chatting together, and one said to the other, How can we rob that rich parson's house of his silver and gold? I'll tell you, cried Tom. What noise was that? said the thief, frightened. I'm sure I heard someone speak. They stood still, listening, and Tom said, Take me with you, and I'll soon show you how to get the parson's money. But where are you? said they. Look about on the ground, answered he, and listen where the sound comes from. At last the thieves found him out, and lifted him up in their hands. You little urchin, they said, what can you do for us? Why, I can get between the iron window bars of the parson's house and throw you out whatever you want. That's a good thought, said the thieves. Come along, we shall see what you can do. When they came to the parson's house, Tom slipped through the window bars into the room and then called out as loud as he could bawl, Will you have all that is here? At this, the thieves were frightened and said, Softly, softly, speak low that you may not awaken anybody. But Tom seemed as if he did not understand them and bawled out again, How much will you have? Shall I throw it all out? Now the cook lay in the next room, and hearing a noise, she raised herself up in her bed and listened. Meantime, the thieves were frightened and ran off a little way. But at last they plucked up their hearts and said, the little urchin is only trying to make a fool of us. So they came back and whispered softly to him, saying, Now let us have no more of your roguish jokes, but throw us out some of the money. 
Then Tom called out as loud as he could, Very well! Hold your hands! Here it comes! The cook heard this quite plain, so she sprang out of bed and ran to open the door. The thieves ran off as if a wolf was at their tails, and the maid, having groped about and found nothing, went away for a light. By the time she came back, Tom had slipped off into the barn, and when she had looked about and searched every hole and corner and found nobody, she went to bed, thinking she must have been dreaming with her eyes open. The little man crawled about in the hayloft, and at last found a snug place to finish his night's rest in. So he laid himself down, meaning to sleep till daylight, and then find his way home to his father and mother. But alas, how woefully he was undone! What crosses and sorrows happen to us all in this world! The cook got up early, before daybreak, to feed the cows, and going straight to the...